it's a day. It's a new day. It's, it's not the new-, new day because no one, ain't, ain't nobody got any bootios, but. <laughs> bootios. <laughs> it's a new day in the workroom, though, Penny. Yes. And we're smiling. Um, I have to I have to pull up a song. To be honest, I don't usually have to do this, but the today, mm. the COVID brain fog is real, and I'm like, I gotta pull up a synopsis. <clears throat> I watched this episode like three times, and I can't remember all of it still. To be fair, hear mm. me out. I mm. don't think it's as memorable as the last couple of episodes. Mm. A lot of mm. a lot of exposition happening, not a lot of action. So, I, I mean, there's some action. But the last like few episodes were like major set pieces of action. This one's a little more chilly, vanilla, willy, you know. And then like uh, apocalypse levels of butterflies. And then apocalypse levels of butterflies and white supremacists. Yes, it's it's kind of mirroring our current reality in the nation's capital of Canada right now. Yes. Butterflies. And white supremacists. They just learned. Hold on. Ooh. There's an update. They just learned that Ottawa doesn't deal with the provincial mandates. And that all the mandates are provincially mandated. And so now they're on their way to Toronto. Because they're going to have their voice heard. Yes. An audience with Dougie. <sighs> Dougie, Dougie, fresh. Dougie will definitely bring them Tim Hortons and give them a pat on the back and tell them they're doing a good job. Yeah. That's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah. Um, so someone has planned a protest for our mall in good old St. Tommy, Ontario. Wow. Mm. Um, very loud vocal minority <sighs> who stomped maskless into my shop and demanded to be served and threatened to take her money elsewhere should we not serve them. So I hate people. <laughs> Whatever. I just honestly, um, we make a, there. We do have a, like a, a, a. We actually have a population that needs to be serviced. Who is unable? Uh, who are unable to cover their faces with anything? Um, so we do have the option for shoppers to come in um, during a booked time to shop as they see fit, as they need to. Um, so luckily, there was nobody in the store when they came in. So we just like locked the door behind her. Yeah. I keep saying they, I mean she. <laughs> Dox her. Go. No I'm kidding. Um, that's yeah. that's on another podcast. That's our dark web podcast. Ooh, we should do a Dox, but Dox cast. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Right? Lightning has struck. Everybody, lightning has struck. That's a Harry <laughs> Potter reference, by the way. Um, <laughs> That's not for Brent. Brent knows what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Uh, that's for... It doesn't matter. No, that's it does for... matter. This episode of Peacemaker, though. Yes. Episode six. Episode six. Murder after reading. <laughs> <laughs> cute, 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 cute. Um, again, uh, I keep thinking... And now every time I watch an episode of Peacemaker, I hear your, your words in my skull. It's like a music video for the 80s. This episode again, major offender of that. Oh my god. Major mm. offender. Yeah, and and 
it even took us into solo territory, which we'll cover in a moment. So uh, in today's episode, let's do like a together recap, because I think it's going to take the the combined power of mostly your brain to to recap this baby. Uh, so after last week's episode, we left off and Adebayo is being, uh, we think that she's going to be killed by Myrne, uh, mm-hmm. who she had just discovered through the um, through the use of Peacemaker's X-ray helmet that he is in fact a butterfly. Ooh. He's got her on the ground against the ropes. We're always going to find some way to bring it back to the wrestling. Anyway, <laughs> um, when he actually stops and says, I'm not going to kill you. Uh, Harcourt pulls up. And she also uh, seems to be on this butterfly's side. Uh, she gives Adebayo her gun back. She does. Who does? Someone does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick her up and they go back inside to their secret, their top secret storefront hideaway. And they explain to Adebayo what is going on. Mern, hey. yeah. So, oh, go go ahead. Well, yeah, basically Mern is a butterfly, as we've, as we've known for a few episodes. And he is the sole uh, oppositionist or dissenter to the, the goth butterfly from the second episode, which is trying to lead the other butterflies in a plan to dominate Earth. It's always about domination of Earth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Always what? is. What do aliens want with us? We're just a terrible, terrible species. <laughs> Honestly, take Earth. Like, it's net value. Not worth it. Not no. worth the trouble. <laughs> no, plummeting daily. 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 Um, side note, so excited that, like, Meta's like stock price dropped like 200 billion or not net not stock price sorry that's crazy net worth <laughs> it was just like yes right we, we don't need that crap anymore come on no and I honestly deactivating f- for just small pockets days at a time has been the best thing in the world because I've actually started a Oh, like a hard copy calendar of people's birthdays. It's reminded me that I should just, I, I don't remember people's birthdays. I remember phone numbers still. That's one thing I do remember. Mm. But mm-hmm. birthdays are, oh, yeah. I know yours just passed almost a month ago, but I can't mm. remember if it's the 13th or the 15th or the 14th. I, it's, it's easy to remember because it's all ones. 11th. Yeah. That's the only, yeah, it's the only reason. And I don't share my birthday with anyone of note. I think John A. McDonald, but like, who wants to be associated with that colonialist? He actually um, used to live in my town. What? There was a statue of him and they took it down. It's gone. Goodbye. Bye, sir. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, he used to live in my town. He did law school here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I often wonder what it would be like if they lived in this day and age. And I like to think as Canada's founding father, Canada's first prime minister, that he would be very like, oh, I did some bad shit. Let's work on myself. Yeah. Or not. I don't know what the dialogue would be. I don't know which side he'd fall down onto. But... Mm. Yeah, it's like, <clears throat> you know what? If you have the power to put that powdered wig on, maybe you're an okay guy maybe maybe but also 
we might have to dox him as well. Mm. There's a lot of treachery hiding under, uh, along with the lice and bugs, there's a lot of treachery under that powder. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to Peacemaker. So, anyway, yeah. uh, no, the butterflies are taking over Earth. Um, and single Mern Butterfly is going to stop him. Or what did he say his real name was? Ick, Ick. Yes. Black. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's his face? Oh. Uh, Ad- Adebayo was just, or no, who was trying to pronounce it? Was it Adebayo? Yeah. And she couldn't, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, this is a joke, right? Like, it legitimately sounds ridiculous. It does. Um, so we cut to, that's right, the white dragon being released from prison. Uh, it turns out that they can't keep him there. Um, the Greenfield, is it Greenfield? The uh, Greenfield. Evergreen. Evergreen police have figured out that it's actually Chris that they want. Mm-hmm. Chris, a.k.a. Peacemaker. And so they let him go because they can't keep him on no charges. Um, which uh, is probably the baddest of news for the town because they essentially released the biggest white supremacist into the wild. And now he's like all fucked up about it. Yeah. Um. So they also, knowing that they're now after actually Chris, they go to his trailer, uh, but not before Mern and the team are warned about it by Mern's man on the inside, the Slender Man. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Slender Man uh, calls Mern, tells him, Mern calls Peacemaker, who is at home with vigilante just bickering like a little married couple i'm telling you okay i was like kind of thinking about it last week um peacemaker is gonna peacemaker i'm telling you now jolie i don't know if Mm. it's gonna be in this tv series or if it's gonna be in a movie later or something else he's gonna go down a homosexual he's gonna have a brush with homosexuality at some point Mm -hmm. this man yeah too much like toxic masculinity and like they're but they're writing it in a way that there's going to be a payoff yeah and i really i really want that journey for him i do i just don't want it with vigilante because he's a bit of a sociopath i agree i agree yeah i mean they've already had a threesome so obviously their swords have crossed (laughs) or touched I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I, the more I watch this show, I'm like, oh, they're like really using this like alpha male um, writing to like bring out some sort of insecurities. Like it's I think it's going to have a brush of homosexuality at some point. I yeah, I a girl can so. dream. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she dream. we like a girl can dream and we love sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, they're, John Cena is tipped off and they, um, like any good man with a pet eagle, uh, they escape through the skylight of his trailer, but he throws eagly up first, which touched my small dark black heart mm-hmm. a little bit. It was so, he's like, he's like, I don't care if you survive this throw. He just throws him because he needs for his pet to survive. Um, yeah. I do the they, same for Wilbur. Right. Yeah. Get his fat ass up through there. <laughs> you and Jason, man, both your combined strength. You could get him out. I don't know. He's pretty thick. He's not fat. He's just like, mm. Mm. 
you know, like he's just he's a unit. Yeah, like he's just like a thick dog. I wouldn't call mm. him fat actually, but I I think it's muscle, which is heavier. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, mm-hmm. he is a golden lab, right? He's well, he's a lab, but he's also a pit bull. And oh. pit bulls are like they have the thick um half their half their chest is really thick, and he has that. <laughs> did he get the Did he get the big paws? Um, I don't know actually. I mm. I. I'm gonna look into this. I'm gonna take a photo for you later, and you're gonna you're gonna determine if they're pit bull paws or lab paws. Yeah, honestly, tonight you're gonna put his paw right beside your face and go, "Wow, how did I not notice that his paw is the size of my brain?" Yeah, <laughs> I actually yeah. don't know that. He's, he's just out. <laughs> Sorry, I just imagine his face. He's like, "How did you not know these things about me, Brent?" Oh. <laughs> we literally spend every waking second together because I work yeah. from home still. Right. I sleep between your legs every night. What is going on? <sighs> so they escape, but the Greenville police are already there. <clears throat> They're, They're there. there. And uh, <laughs> before they get there, though, uh, Goth Butterfly, Butterfly Goth, mm-hmm. not Goth, <clears throat> not to be mistaken. Uh, I don't have a joke for that. They I've interrogate him. One. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Because he draws a little peace sign with the syrup on the jar that he's being trapped in. So they interrogate him. We do not find out what his favorite color is. I, it could be teal. It could not be teal. I don't know. But right? I, I, love, I love Peacemaker's reaction. He was getting so bad. <laughs> yeah. And I legitimately was with Vigilante on that one. Because whenever, whenever I talk to comics professionals, tangent whenever me and michael go and talk to comics professionals i'm the one that's like do you like cheese do you have a cat what kind of cheese do you like do you like cheese on sandwiches do you prefer red or green like i'm the one talking i don't care like i get it you make comics um and perhaps you do want to speak about them and i want to hear it but after that conversation is done i just want to talk and make friends yeah. And Mike's probably like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about issue number of this, this panel. This yeah. Page. And ha- Howard Chaikin is one of those people who like. He didn't even he he was like, yes, we'll talk about my comics. Yes, yes. But then he started talking about Game of Thrones after the camera shut off. And I was like, why aren't we videotaping this conversation? Uh, Seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, he's a very intimidating, very awesome man. And I encourage anyone to walk up to his table and talk to him about good television. That man has some things to say. So he meant like Game of Thrones season one through five, right? He didn't mean like the last season. The lost episodes. No one, no one remembers those. I, I've wiped them from my memory. Right? Oh my god. Obliviated. Okay, Obliviated. another Harry Potter reference. She's got it off the brain today. I don't know what would make anyone think that. <laughs> 365 days, no kidding. Um, so the interrogation. Okay. Yes, Goth right. Butterfly. Okay, so Goth Butterfly is able to convince... He, like... It seems like Goth Butterfly is going to be good Butterfly. I, you know what? Maybe he will be at the end. I could see a, a, a double turn, as they say in the wrestling biz, where the Mern butterfly might secretly be bad and the Goth butterfly might be good. Whoa. That's, that would be, like, dear M. Night Shyamalan. 
Take <laughs> some notes. <laughs> Take some notes. I would not be surprised if there's a double turn. Yeah. Although like, if if the goth butterfly was a good butterfly, would it do what it just did? Which is it went into Detective Song against her will and became Detective Song. Yes. And like would a good butterfly do that? Exactly. Also, would a good butterfly, because during the whole capture scenario, which they are unable to do, by the way, Peacemaker Vigilante, uh, Vigilante who has taped Goff Butterfly around his waist so both his hands are free. <laughs> He's just a prepared hero. That's all. Okay, You need to be. Right? He, just making sure, just making sure he can kill effectively. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the jar breaks because he falls out of the tree onto the jar. I, I thought he crushed the butterfly. I, was I like, thought oh. so too. <laughs> but apparently this alien race is really, really resilient to like round buttocks is being crushed by a big round ass. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I just like have been developing this crush on Freddy fever. Freddy Stroma. <laughs> since, since he first took that mask off and even before then. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I just, okay, I gotta close, I can't close my eyes because I see it and then I open my eyes, I still see it. I'm very, a very visual person. Uh, I can't help it. Okay. So the butterfly, uh, is in now in detective song. He's found an orifice and entered. Um, and this butterfly is not even pretending to be Song, barely. Yeah, barely. Uh, uh, uses all of Song's police resources, including the computer, to hack into the intergalactic network which exists. Those aren't even be, words. <laughs> and can be accessed with human technology um, to call other butterflies to the planet Earth. Um, and they proceed to infect, I'm skipping around, but they, hundreds of them come to the police station and infect everybody or they enter through many orifices, including people who are jailed, including jail guards, all of the police force of Greenville, uh, including, uh, Lachlan Monroe, who is, uh, who plays I can't Locke. remember. His name's Locke. He plays like he plays an agent. Lachlan plays Locke. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So including Song's partner, Locke. Um, we get this really so, gross. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so now I, and I, I now take back my crackpot theory from a couple minutes ago that the Myrn butterfly will secretly be bad and the Song butterfly will secretly be good because she, why would she just call everybody to her planet to infect people? Okay. That was stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> Well, I actually was doing some very uh, active mental gymnastics when you'd said that, because I was like, what if these butterflies are are good? Like, she's calling them to be good. But I don't know. I, I'm it's, it's, it's like a stretch. And I would want to see how that plays out if it does. Yeah. It would take some terrific writing for them to all be good butterflies. Yeah, because, I mean, they just, like, killed a bunch of people to enter their bodies and become them. Like, that doesn't seem like a very good guy thing. But again, this is a different universe. This mm-hmm. is the DC universe, and this is the the villain side of it, you know, the Suicide Squad adjacent. So 
you know, lines are bl- blurry, moralities mm-hmm. are gray. Um, what is interesting about that scene, though, is that this scene is the worst offender of a music video montage we've seen yet in the show, which it's it's too much now, James. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It went on way too long. You played the entire song. Yeah, and we all know how that ends up. You know, you're at a teen dance with your hands in the boys' pockets. Yeah. You're like, wow, Stairway to Heaven is seven fucking minutes. Yeah, a little, little Aukies. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good frame of reference. That's exactly what it felt like. It was like yeah. I was listening to Stairway to Heaven, dancing with a girl. At oh. a bra, I know. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> So it just the scene didn't. I mean, I in general, I'm pretty positive about this show, but there's some creative choices, i.e., what happened there that it just it didn't land for me. You know, with the whole music interlude, I like there's he's doing what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, as we talked about, where he has this very specific niche of music he plays in his episodes, and that carries on here too. Um, it's just not. It's overused. It's too long. It's too on the nose. And it's too almost meta-referential, the fact that he did this in Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's mm-hmm. too much referencing his brand of having awesome taste in music and then just bombarding me with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I I really appreciate the music library that he totally. has accessed in his life and is kind of like giving new life to. But it is like a lot. It's a lot. Like, do I need to hear... Oh my god! I like uh, I shazammed it while we're I while uh, while I was watching every single time, and I'm like it the the references get more obscure and and it's it's insane until we get to a scene where um in a weird twist he uses John Cena's secret hidden ability as a pianist. Yes. To play Mot- a Motley Crue song. I didn't even notice it was Motley Crue. Yeah. Oh I my sh- gosh. I shazammed it. It actually said this, the name of the song by John Cena, piano version. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So appa- apparently in like another life, a.k.a. like this exact life, um, but not far off from today, John Cena has like videos of himself playing piano and... He's not like a classically trained pianist, but he like can play the piano. Oh. Which is, you know, cute. I I like John Cena. <clears throat> I do. Yeah. I really regret kind of bowing out of the wrestling world at that time. It's <laughs> he still pops up every now and then, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So um I can't remember exactly what's happening. Uh, once, once Vigilante and Peacemaker escape, um, I mean, they go back to the secret headquarters and he's playing the piano, but intercut <clears throat> between the scenes, uh, between the scene of all of the butterflies inhabiting the bodies of the Greenfield police and anyone in the building is a really frightening depiction of the white dragon's rise to power, which we almost forgot. Oh, yeah. He's so gross. Yeah. So he leaves jail. 
mm-hmm. sorry. I I just ever since Terminator, I haven't liked this actor. I mean, Robert Patrick. I like the actor. I'm sure he's a great guy, but like he just plays assholes, unlikable he, characters. He does. He played the same thing in True Blood as well. He mm. played Joe Manganiello's dad, and he was a jerk. Yep, and. <sighs> Just a div- of the div- the most divisive nature, and now he's like the granddaddy dragon. I would like all- to see his next role be like just a very nice, positive grandpa that teaches their kid the meaning of Christmas. That would be nice. That would and be I'm so sh- nice. I'm sure he has family that would also like to see him in a in a role that uh, maybe Robert Rodriguez, since he's working on all kinds of spy kids movies and properties, maybe you could shoot him, horn him in there somewhere. The spy kids universe is about to explode. (laughs) Terminator energy. Uh, So so yeah, we get him donning the white dragon outfit, surrounded by skinheads saluting him. We also talk about the one that like, he's just in bed with. And she's just like on her phone. <laughs> and then she just like casually like, sits on the edge of the bed naked and just like puts a hood on and then yeah. gets up. And she's like, I'm ready to oppress, you know, like very <laughs> just wow. The energy coming yeah. out of that gal. The confidence. The audacity. <laughs> the, nerve. the nerve. So this this episode is obviously about the turn of the tide. Um I like how it's it, honestly to me it seems very hopeless that this small task force is going to take on thousands upon thousands of potentially um, no not potentially they're all evil according to Marin Butterfly but they're going to take on all of these butterflies I it just it seems impossible not only butterflies, but um, Peacemaker has another threat coming for him. His dad, the White Dragon, and all his followers. So it's, oh, I feel, <laughs> I feel like they're going to meet at the same time. There's going to be a little bit of a triangle situation going on there. And I think uh, the butterflies and the white supremacists are going to face off. That's what I'm it, thinking. Yeah. And I hope they, I hope one kills the other. I hope and the butterflies I, win. Yeah, and I, I mean, how do I say I hope the butterflies win? <laughs> but one thing we forgot to talk about, and we should mm-hmm. probably get to it right now, yeah. is that, speaking of the task force, Economos traces the shipments that were going to the factory back to, I think it was called Cloverdale Ranch, something ranch. What was it called? Oh, I thought he said Coverdale. It might be Coverdale. I, I might have heard it wrong. Which, I mean... It, I'm pretty sure, if if my mind serves me correctly, is the name of somebody in a heavy... David Coverdale is the singer of Whitesnake. Of course. So, um... The meta. The uh, meta of it all. It doesn't end. Oh, wait. Coverdale was... Oh, and he was also... Before Whitesnake, he was the lead singer for Deep Purple. So it makes total sense. It checks out. Yes, that's this was right. By James Gunn. Yeah. So, all references aside, inside Coverdale, now I, I'm going to laugh every time. <laughs> inside Coverdale Ranch is something they call the cow. 
It's a space cow, and it mass produces the raw amber fluid that the butterflies are eating. Yes. And that is where the task force is. Um, so there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of plots converging. Question. Mm, um, yes. So Adebayo, too, in this episode, begins to feel really guilty about the diary she hid in uh, Peacemaker's trailer. But yes. did we actually get any, like, excerpts or readings from the diary? I don't remember, but I just know, like, they were very, con- like, the police that found it were like, oh, this is, this is fucked up. But I'm... Yeah, I think that they're trying to pin... Um, a pin like murders on Peacemaker, which like we already know he murdered people. Like he even admits it, but he, yeah. he murders bad people. Yeah, and so that's like a fourth side side plot, where the general consensus of uh, the team, Team Black Ops. I keep naming them something different, but whatever. <laughs> The general consensus consensus for for Harcourt at least, and definitely Econos, is that they don't trust Amanda Waller, even though they work for her. Yes. And uh, now, now, without saying it, it's been more and more and more confirmed. I think initially it was speculated, but it's pretty much been confirmed to the audience that Amanda Waller is Adebayo's mother, because she's listed as mom in her phone. Yeah. And, oh, I yeah, I did yeah. that already. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's from another episode. But like this episode, I can't remember she says something. Um <clears throat> but Mern Mern questions the team. He's like, What about this diary? Did you have a diary? And he's like, I didn't have a freaking diary. And she immediately goes all guilty. Mm-hmm. Suspicious face, suspicious actions, and Mern, I he's a smart butterfly. <laughs> And he's like, mm, she has something to do with this. Yeah. So now we got to figure out why Amanda Waller uh, is like, what is she doing? What is her end game with Peacemaker? Ugh, it's just a lot. This one is a lot of exposition, like we said at the top of the mm. episode. Yeah, not much of action <clears throat> that, like in this episode at all, which is fine. You need the break. You need the lulls. You need the peaks and the valleys. Mm-hmm. Um I look forward to seeing where it goes because now, like we said, there's quite a few plot threads that have to come to a head in the next two episodes because there's only two episodes left. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah, this is like the two towers of the trilogy. It's It's got a lot of good stuff in it, but it's it was a slog to get through and it'll get us to the end eventually. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all it's all very... Um, I. Do, I was thinking about this before we logged on this morning. I was like, oh, do you know what this episode is doing that I didn't like about all of the episodes of Marvel television shows that we had watched previously? Is that it's taking us into speculation territory. Mm-hmm. And I had just been, I think we had just been just enjoying watching a show at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, despite all of the classic rock. <laughs> And then it gave us this episode and I felt like, oh, great. The Internet is going to like, you know, the Internet nerds, including us, are going to spin their wheels about episode six and theories, theories, theories and theories. Yeah. And like with a lot of the Marvel properties, like you couldn't really speculate with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It wasn't fun to speculate. Mm -mm. Um, We did a little bit with Loki. I think we speculated a little bit. 
-hmm. What if is episodic where each episode didn't really tie together much so you couldn't speculate? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, at least we're getting to do a little bit of that again, which is which is the golden amber nectar of this podcast. Hooray! (laughs) It's what keeps the lights on, baby. Yeah. Pay us. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of keeping the lights on. We're thinking about um, setting up a little bias a coffee thing. If you think that's a good idea, let us know. Um, I mean, we can keep talking for free. I mean, if you find either of us at the bar, we'll definitely talk for free. But We'll talk at you. Not with you. Not with you. <laughs> but should you pay us or buy us a coffee... We might hang out a little bit longer. <laughs> we might even ask you a question. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, if you j- just let us know, uh, you can at tag us um, on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Comic Syndicate or at Comic Book Syndicate, respectively. Hashtag vul- vul- full volume pod. I thought you were going to say full vulva. I've been having trouble with F's and V's lately. I've been learning German, so... Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Ich bin Maus means I'm a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Squeak. (laughs) (laughs) Ich bin eine Katze. Anyway, send us a message. We love to hear from you. Uh, You can listen to this podcast anywhere you find podcasts. You can watch us talking if you want um this video version of the podcast exists forever on the comic book syndicate youtube channel <clears throat> and on the comic book syndicate website it's www.comicbooksyndicate.com you can find this and all of our other great podcasts including another one we started about the orville <laughs> amazing oh you actually you went through with it didn't you yeah ian phillips is the third wow it turns out we're all star trek nerds and love the orville it's coming back June 2nd, I saw. Uh, yes. Mm. And it brought so many Orvillians out of the woodworks. Like, people I haven't talked to since high school messaged me. Uh, I am gagged. But anyway, <laughs> good to hear from you, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm sure you're watching Peacemaker, too. So get in on this. Volumepod <laughs> at gmail.com. Something, something. My stomach is growling so loudly, it's distracting. But anyway. She's hungry. Yeah. Mm. And thirsty. You can find us on Spotify. Are we going to stay there? I mean, it just <laughs> aggregates there naturally, so whatever. We're not proud of it. But we're on no, Spotify. Just, just don't renew your subscription and you'll be okay. Honestly, the ads aren't that annoying. Just don't do it. Just do it. Uh, do you know what? Do it. Don't do it. We don't. We we really don't care either way. <laughs> Neil Young supported Reagan, which is weird. So like, yeah, that, Neil still. Young is not Mr. Angel. Let me tell you. Yeah, he had no. great things to say about Reagan. So like, let's not let's stop calling spades spades. And we're still dealing with Reagan era policies to this day that have even affect Canada. So thanks, Reagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost said something. <laughs> that got that weird. Was, yeah, anyway. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Spotify. 
iTunes. Apple, yeah, iTunes, Apple Music, iTunes. You can download them, I think. The video ones aren't available there. That I didn't, you know, make them available anyway. Um, Amazon Music, surprisingly. iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Pretty much wherever you can search for podcasts and listen to them. If you search full volume podcast, we are there. Until next time, keep it loud. Keep it at full butterfly volume. Bye bye. <laughs> Flap. <laughs> <laughs>